you turn with me this morning to Philippians chapter 2. Familiar text, and uh, we're going to be reading verses 1 through 4 of uh, Philippians 2. As we continue our study in the Holy Spirit, and this morning we're going to be dealing with the fellowship of the Holy Spirit from Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. As we read, let us remember this is God's Word. Therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ, if there is any consolation of love, if there is any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and compassion, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Again, that is God's word. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask now that you would illumine our minds and our hearts by your Holy Spirit as we come to this, another part of your holy and inspired word. We need your help. And we thank you that you have sent the Holy Spirit to be our helper, to be our teacher. And so would he teach us even now from this text and others to which we'll turn about his ministry in and among us. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today's a a popular day at North Point. We're going to eat in just a little bit. You can probably already maybe smell some of the odors of the food we'll be enjoying in just a little bit. This is one of those Sundays where you really wish I would hurry and get through with this sermon so we can get on with the, the business of having our meal. And oh, by the way, we call it a fellowship meal. It's a time where we as a body of believers can enjoy a good meal and enjoy good fellowship with each other. Fellowship. Now, that's an interesting word, and it brings some interesting ideas to our minds. We love to talk about fellowship in the church. But what is fellowship? Someone once described fellowship as two fellows in the same ship. And we laugh at that, you know, but it's got a ring of truth to it. Because don't we find the greatest fellowship with those with whom we have things in common? Those with whom we have shared experiences. Those with whom we've gone through the same things together. Those with whom we have a close bond or a relationship. We enjoy fellowship the most with those we know the most, with those we care about, with those we love, with those when we have a personal relationship. The times of fellowship in our church really are some of the most special times God has given to us in the life of our body. Now, in our text this morning, in verse 1, Paul uses a little phrase there. He talks about the fellowship of the Spirit. It's only one of two places where that phrase is used in the Bible. The other place is at the end of 2 Corinthians, chapter 13, verse 14. It's one of the apostolic benedictions, where Paul says, Now the love of God the grace of Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. What is this 
fellowship of the Holy Spirit that Paul talks about here. That's what I want us to ask first this morning. What is this fellowship of the Holy Spirit? And then I want to take a step further and ask, how does that impact or affect the fellowship that we have with each other as a body of believers? So first this morning, what is this fellowship of the Holy Spirit or fellowship with the Holy Spirit. There's a sense in which the construction in the Greek here means exactly that. Paul is talking about the fellowship that you and I as believers have with the Holy Spirit. Now, we've talked around about that a number of different times in this series of sermons on the Holy Spirit, but I want you to let that sink in for just a few minutes this morning. Paul says that we can experience fellowship with the Holy Spirit. That We can have fellowship with the Spirit of God. That is, we can have fellowship with God himself, with the third person of the Trinity, with the one Jesus said the Father would send to be with us and to be in us. You know, what an amazing truth. If you just let yourself sit back and think about that for just a moment. God allows you and me as believers in Christ the privilege, the blessing of having fellowship. Fellowship now with himself through the ministry and the work of the Holy Spirit. I want to unpack that this morning and just share a few things about it with you. And one is that this fellowship of the Holy Spirit is based on a relationship. Isn't really all true fellowship based on relationships? You know, fellowship is not based on proximity. It means it's not based on being near somebody. I can be in a whole room of people and not have any fellowship with anyone in there. If I don't know them, if I don't speak to them, if I don't reach out to them. I can be close, near to a lot of people and still not have fellowship with them. Have you ever been on an airplane where you're sitting beside someone that you did not know? May have been on that plane for several hours, did not say a word to that person next to you. You were this far from them. You, You saw what they chose for a snack. You notice what they took out to read. You might have even heard them snore when they took a nap. But there was no fellowship. Because there was no connection, no communication, and no relationship. Fellowship is based on relationships. And we have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Remember that we've seen over and over again that the Holy Spirit is a person. He's not a thing or an it, not an influence or a power, but he is a person and he has a personality. And I keep coming back to that because it's so foundational for our understanding of who the Holy Spirit is and how we relate to him. He is a person. He has a personality. And because of that, we can have a personal relationship with him. We have the Holy Spirit with us. He is near to us. There is nowhere you can go to escape His presence. 
But again, it's not just a matter of proximity. If the Holy Spirit is here, if there's nowhere you can go from His presence, He is with unbelievers too. But it's like the two people on the airplane where there's proximity but no relationship. Proximity but no fellowship. But you see, the unique thing about us as believers is not only is is the Holy Spirit with us, but He is in us. And we have that personal relationship with Him. But another thing is that this fellowship with the Holy Spirit is initiated as a gift of God's grace to us. That's the way the Holy Spirit is described. We receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Just like your salvation is a gift, the Holy Spirit's a gift. We don't deserve it, don't earn it, don't merit it. God gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit. And we believe that we receive that gift at the moment of our conversion, when we are born again, when we come to faith, when we are, as the Bible says, baptized into Christ and into the body of Christ, when we're clothed with the righteousness of Christ, it's then we begin to experience this wonderful sense of unity with the Trinity. But that's what makes this relationship, this fellowship with the Holy Spirit so special. It is, again, a blessing given to us, one that we didn't earn, don't merit, and don't deserve, a gift of God's grace freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. God initiated this relationship. He made this relationship possible. He gives us the opportunity to grow in this relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so what I want you to see this morning is how special this is. It's it's so easy to read over little phrases like this that are tucked away in a list of things, as we'll see in Philippians 2, verse 1. But I want you to see this morning how special it is for us to have this fellowship with the Holy Spirit. In 1 John, John talks about us having fellowship with God the Father and with Jesus Christ here Paul talks about us having fellowship with the Holy Spirit. We have fellowship with the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. What an amazing thing that is. But then still one other thing I want to unpack before we move on. Is that this fellowship with the Holy Spirit provides specific blessings and benefits for us. As we've seen, every believer has the Holy Spirit. Again, Paul says in Romans 8, verse 9, If anyone does not have the Holy Spirit, he does not belong to him. But just because you have the Holy Spirit doesn't mean that you're living in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. To live in fellowship with the Holy Spirit is to live consciously aware of his presence with you and of his work in you. Well, what are some of the blessings that are ours as we live in fellowship with the Holy Spirit? Remember, Jesus described the Holy Spirit as our helper, as the paraclete, the one who comes alongside us and helps us in specific areas of our lives. Well, how does 
living in fellowship with the Holy Spirit help us? Well, it helps us, again, in that the Holy Spirit is our teacher. You know, Jesus said in, in John 14 that the Holy Spirit would come and he would teach us all things to remind us all that Jesus said. The Holy Spirit is the one who teaches us, instructs us, helps us understand what the Bible says. This, this is a spiritual book. The things in it are spiritually appraised. We can't understand it on our own. It requires the work, the ministry, the help of the Holy Spirit to be able to, to understand it, to grasp it. That's why before every time we study the Word of God together here as a body, whether it's teaching, whether it's preaching, we always pray. And it's a prayer for help, for the Holy Spirit to help us, to be our teacher. And the truth is, the more you live in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, aware of His presence, seeking His assistance, the more you will understand the truth of God's Word. It also helps us pray. I preached a whole sermon on that not long ago. How the Holy Spirit helps us when we pray. He knows our weaknesses. He knows we can't pray as we should or ought. And He intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. I was talking with someone just this week who shared with me how conscious they were of the Holy Spirit's help in prayer and how the Holy Spirit would bring to their mind people for whom to pray. And sometimes when you pray for someone, God will lay some on your heart. Sometimes in a day or two you'll find out, what, that person had a real need. And you weren't aware of it when God laid that person on your heart to pray for them. You realize the need later, but the Holy Spirit does that. He helps you as you pray. It lays people and things on your heart for which to pray. And the more, again, you're living in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, the more aware you'll be of that and the more you will experience it. The Holy Spirit also helps us love people who are hard to love. He helps us share the gospel when we might be otherwise afraid to do it. He helps us cope with the difficult and hard times in life. He helps us by comforting us in times of sorrow and difficulty. He gives us a desire for holiness and the ability to pursue it. He gives us assurance of our salvation and confidence that we belong to Christ. He is with us no matter where we go or what we do. We prayed for these two young men who will be going to the uh, do this exercise on the boat this week. What are we praying for? We're praying the Holy Spirit will be with them. That He would watch over them, protect them, encourage them, help them to think clearly, to respond properly to the situations they face. The Holy Spirit is real. And the blessings and the benefits of the Holy Spirit are innumerable. And the more we live in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, consciously aware of His presence, the more aware we are of His help to us in our lives. And so, consciously notice the Holy Spirit in your life. 
it is possible to quench the Holy Spirit. It is possible to do things, live in a way, think in such a way that you are pushing away the influence of the Holy Spirit in your life. Impure thoughts, disobedience, self-centeredness, all can quench the Holy Spirit instead of allowing Him to work in our hearts as we would desire. Well, second, and then briefly and in conclusion, how does that relate to us? How does this fellowship we have with the Holy Spirit, the relationship that we have with Him, impact and affect the fellowship we have with each other and the relationship that we share with each other? You see, there's a direct connection between the two. I'm convinced that the more you live in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, the more you live in fellowship with each other. Let's make that a plural. The more we live as a body in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, that will be evidenced by greater, deeper, more meaningful fellowship with each other. You see, even fellowship is spiritual in nature. And the fellowship we share together as a body is different. It's different from the fellowship you might share with a civic group or with uh, a, those at a school function or a neighborhood get-together. The fellowship of the body is different because it's the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. In the passage we read from Philippians chapter 2, this is verse 1 is an if-then Situation You find a number of those in the Bible. If this is true, then that must be true. If this is right, then something else must happen as a result of it. And the if here is not so much conditional as it is causal. More like sense. It reads like this. If, therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ, there's a list of things here. If there's any consolation of love, if there's any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and compassion... Here's the then. Then, Paul says, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. The if is, if, if you really have fellowship with the Spirit and all these other things, encouragement in Christ and uh, affection and compassion, if those things are true, then it ought to impact you and us by giving us a greater sense of unity in the body. Make my joy complete. How? Being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit is what draws us together as a body, gives us this really supernatural sense of unity and oneness where we really care about each other where we really love each other, where we really feel like we're a part of each other in the body of Christ. Paul says, if this fellowship is true, then it ought to impact the unity that we experience in the church. The flip side is, if, if there are churches where there's a lack of unity, strife, discord, little harmony, 
you can be sure of what? There's not a whole lot of the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Going to be dealing with this, some of that Tuesday at Presbytery. Churches where there is unrest, strife, discord. You know what the basic answer for that is? It's not more church politics. It's more gospel truth. And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. It impacts our unity. But it impacts something else. That's what we find in verses 3 and 4. It impacts our service to each other. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit. But with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Fellowship of the Holy Spirit leads not only to unity in the body, it leads to service in the body. Serving one another in the love of Christ. You know, we won't go there, but the rest of this section, following these verses we read, turn to Jesus. And the example of Jesus. How he served the body by giving himself, giving of himself. What was it that led Jesus? It was the Holy Spirit. Throughout the gospel, you see, he was inspired by and motivated by the Holy Spirit himself. And so, this fellowship of the body gives us a greater sense of unity, gives us a greater willingness to serve. You know, there are tangible ways that we can kind of back up and say, okay, how are we doing? Do we, do we experience, do we know, do we understand, are we living with this sense of the fellowship of the Holy Spirit? Two questions to ask yourself this morning. What about, what about the sense of unity? What about the, the fellowship of the body? Is there evidence among us as a body that we are living in fellowship with the Holy Spirit? Are you experiencing sweet fellowship here? What about service? Are we really serving each other, looking for opportunities to meet one another's needs? You know, we have mechanisms set up in the church whereby we are able to to serve each other, but if it's just mechanical, folks, we're missing something. If it's just because, well, they called me, I didn't have a good excuse not to do it, or I felt obligated to do it, or somebody would look down on me if I didn't do it, That's not coming from the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Fellowship of the Holy Spirit leads us to willing, sacrificial service to each other. Just like the willing, sacrificial service that Jesus gave to us. What a rich blessing this is. Don't ever, again, as you're reading Philippians 2, slide over that phrase, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit without realizing how rich how meaningful it is to us. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much again for your word. So thankful we are for your gifts, the good graces you give to us in Christ. And this great gift of the Holy Spirit, the fellowship we can share and experience with him. And may that be reflected in our fellowship with each other, our unity and our service here in the body of Christ. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen.